This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's double feature movie podcast time again. I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by Joanne So. Hello. Hello. And just before we get into it, I'll just remind you now, please step on the gas. Very appropriate for this episode, seeing as we've got Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, gas, Google, Apple, Spotify. If you're listening on any of those podcasting services, do like, rate, reviewers. Every little helps. And now into the program. Things that have been released. Sonic the Hedgehog has had his facelift. He now looks a lot better. Why they didn't go with that in the first place? A good response from everyone. Everyone seems a lot happier. They looks more like Sonic now rather than this strange yeah. biological disaster. But um, Jim Carrey still looks strange, though. Yeah, it's mm, it's it still has this. If you said Jim Carrey, starring in a Sonic the Hedgehog film. It doesn't sound like it's 2019. Sounds like yeah. something maybe early 2000s, yeah. you know, when they had these kind yeah. of, you know. Ace Ventura. <laughs> <clears throat> also, in the wonderful world of Star Wars, because Star Wars is everywhere and Star Wars is everything. <laughs> and now that we've had The Mandalorian go out in the US and we don't get to see it yet. So yeah. trying to stay away from spoilers. All these videos on YouTube saying... 339 easter eggs you must see in the mandalorian or what the ending of the mandalorian means <laughs> trying to avoid it trying to but elsewhere uh it appears that star wars on disney plus has had a bit of a change again the original star wars a new hope uh apparently somehow george lucas has got in to <laughs> the original tinkle, tinkle, and tinkle. yeah the the most tinkered with scene the most controversially tinkered with scene which was uh, Han versus Greedo in the cantina where originally it was Han shooting Greedo a preemptive strike then when he did the remastered versions in the late 90s he changed it to Greedo shooting first and people had complaints because the effects didn't look that good now they've added another change which is Greedo saying the word McClunky <laughs> Like a Scottish person. Oh, hello, McClunky. <laughs> Maybe this is like a, a preemptive thing for when Ewan McGregor comes back as Obi-Wan. <laughs> why, why, why doesn't George Lucas just stop? I don't know. I, I, technically, people don't have a say in this. Mm -hmm. It's his creation. Yep. I think people might be more surprised that if he is behind it, how is he behind it? Because he did sell everything. But at yeah, the same that's time... Yeah, that's right. And it's, isn't it like the, if it's... Going out on Disney, or went out on Disney+, Plus, it shouldn't it be the whatever that's really done before? So how did he get a new version to get out on Disney+. Plus? I don't know. <laughs> but he's a smart businessman. I'm yep. sure he has a legal backdoor into <laughs> all things Star Wars if he wanted. True. Anyway, reviews for this week. We have two, both adrenaline-driven. First up is Charlie's Angels, yes. the 2019 reboot. Continuation. Remake? No. Kind no. of. Uh, Re something. <laughs> it's more of a continuation. Okay. It stars Kristen Stewart, who surprised many people by having fun at last. She's bright. She's bright. She does stuff. She's not dark and she's smiling. Smiling all the way. <laughs> uh, Naomi Scott, who you most recently will have seen in. Aladdin. It's Prince. I think she's better known as Princess Jasmine. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that will be in most recent role. I think she was in that awful Power Rangers thing that came out. And a relative newcomer called Ella Belinska. And it also stars people such as Elizabeth Banks, who also directed it, Patrick Stewart, Jimon Hunsu, Sam Cleflin, and a few other people along the way. Surprisingly, 
I really enjoyed this. I, w- I wasn't expecting to. The last time we saw Charlie's Angels, we had one come out in the year 2000. We had Charlie's Angels Full Throttle come out in 2003. Now, that was starring Drew Barrymore. Cameron Diaz. And Lucy Liu. Yep. And those were goofy. Mm. It went heavy on the comedy. Mm. And it's a cavalcade of cameos. I'm very tempted to watch them now to see who has got a major cameo that is no longer known about. So at the time you go, oh, look, it's them. But now you're like, who's that? (laughs) It's a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, so this one is a lot less goofy. Mm. But it kind of follows on. This is the Townsend Detective Agency, but it's no longer just Charlie on the intercom, Bosley and three girls. Mm. It's an international concern. And Bosley is now like a rank. So you have many, many Bosleys and you have a complete army of angels all around the world in many stations. In this, Kristen Stewart and Ella Belinska are currently angels. Naomi Scott, she's the one who needs the help. Mm. She is a scientist in Hamburg. She works for an Elon Muskish style energy concern. She comes up with a new type, type of energy. This little device called Callista. She says, it's not ready to go out yet. It's got a flaw. Her chauvinist boss doesn't want to listen to her, but take all the credit. The problem with this Callista is that it can be weaponized. It will produce an electromagnetic pulse, which could kill you. It'll switch off your brain. Uh, And she wants to blow the whistle. She's a whistleblower, Hmm. very much in the news at the moment. (laughs) So she reaches out, or should I say, the Townsend Agency somehow reach out to her. Ah. Anyway, it kind of rolls on from there. Does it feel long? No. No, okay. it's not. It, this, this is one of the most enjoyable films I've watched <laughs> recently. I think it's getting a lot of bad press. I think partly because uh, people have a thing about Kristen Stewart for some reason. Yeah, she doesn't Although, have a good... I mean, people you either like it, like her or you don't. I think it's, the problem is, is that she's had to find who she is in a very public way. Because she was part of this Twilight thing. All eyes are on her. Mm-hmm. All the fans who shipped her and our pets are just heartbroken. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but at the same time, more power to her. She seems to be yeah. enjoying herself now, so no, that's great. But I, th- I think for, for her, like her public image, you know, she always looked very moody. Yeah. So even when she shows up at red carpets, you, can, you feel that she's just grudgingly smiling. So it's like she doesn't seem to be happy doing everything. It's the same concept as like there's always this Anne Hathaway haters. I have no idea, idea why. There's just people hating them. So it's the same thing for Kristen Stewart. So this one might be, you know, it looks like fun, but you just cannot get around. Like for me, I cannot just get around like, you know, Kristen Stewart's having fun in the show. You know, she's actually wearing white colour and she's blonde. And she's like not angry or not moody or not, you know, she's smiling. She's, I don't know, sexy. It's, it's just not Christian Stewart. Well, I think you'd have to get used to it because this feels like this is what <laughs> Christian Stewart is going to be. And I'm fine with that because, yeah, there's a lot of good energy to it. Um, it's a very different take on the old Charlie's Angels thing. So this, and it's very... Um, it's more of a holistic thing. Mm. It is not just, oh, they go out and they do action and stuff. They come back, uh, they have herbal compresses. <laughs> they have a guy in the safe houses called Saint who you know, provides them kombucha. It's all about you know, the being of wellness and meditation <laughs> sessions. And it's, it's very much about, you know, it's, it's a very uh, female-centric agency. Mm. I mean, the standout is Ella Belinska. She's a standout in more ways than one <laughs> yeah. because she is about three feet taller than everybody else, <laughs> yeah. noticeably. But she's great as this uh, former MI6 agent. She does a lot of the heavier action mm. stuff. She's she's. Uh, so she looks good. 
Oh yeah, yeah. She I mean, looks she's con- very convincing. Absolutely captivating on the screen. <clears throat> <laughs> no, no, noticeably to to the to the extent of was I just too captivated by Ella Belinska to objectively review the film? <laughs> but no, it's a popcorn film. Yeah, it is popcorn. You, you shouldn't be going into this expecting something like David Fincher Zodiac level uh, detective film. <laughs> it's Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a solid three out of five. It's straight down the middle. Some bits are pretty ropey. Uh, some of the action scenes, are, especially there's one at a, a racetrack that kind of uh, a bit too. <laughs> there's some bits where the attitudes towards people dying kind of fluctuate. Like, oh, it's like, oh no, he's dead. Oh no, and then someone else dies. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But it's got so much energy. And Elizabeth Hanks has done a pretty good job directing. But yeah, it's it's less goofy than the earlier ones. It references them, happily references them. But it's less goofy than those. But it's still daft, but in a very good way. Do the girls have great chemistry together? Absolutely. Mm. They, That's the yeah, main thing. Yeah. They are. Because, okay, so Naomi Scott's coming out as the, basically the audience level person because she doesn't know what's going mm. on so some stuff has to be explained to her at the same time she's not some ditzy you know oh I don't know what I'm doing mm. she's got some moves of her own especially with the science stuff I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be quite a few men who have an issue They'll, they will probably very lazily say oh it's very me too isn't it there's a few good men in it <laughs> obviously <laughs> particularly Demon Hansu <laughs> yes. with his superhero sized biceps I was amazed <laughs> There's a bit of him sparring with Ella Belinska early on. And he is he's 55. <laughs> and his arms are superhero sized. And I do not mean superhero sized in the sense that, oh, someone's been training for a role as a superhero, kind of like <clears throat> Chris Hemsworth or yeah, <laughs> Chris Evans. Uh, no, the, these are a comic book hero <laughs> come to life. His arms are huge. Anyway, apart from that... <laughs> He's one of the good guys. There's a few other good guys. I, I think if you're going to get hung up on the gender politics of it, you're completely missing the point. It is loads of fun. Don't take it too seriously. I'd <laughs> much rather watch this immediately than a lot of the very Oscar-worthy films at the moment. It, given a choice, I go see this straight away, mm. and I really hope it gets a sequel. I think it's fantastic. I think it should fun. get Fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As they used to say in an old advert, fun, if you like that sort of thing. (laughs) So I recommend that as your very popcorn choice. It's an easily digestible film. Go out, watch it, have fun with it. Also, talk about great chemistry, because those three have great chemistry. Also having great chemistry is Christine Bale and Matt Damon in Ford versus Ferrari. Now, this is obviously a bit more of an Oscar type of film. It's a big, long film. It's two and a half hours. Yet... It does not feel like two and a half hours because it is very well done. Yeah, it's very, very well done. I'm not so sure about Oscar. Mm, maybe, I maybe. Think it, well, it seems it's to be It's Oscar bait Oscar. film. Yes. yes, it's Oscar baiting. Uh, I would say, now, Joanne, you, uh, see, you knew who the characters were before you went in yeah, to watch it. Yeah, because my husband loves his Mustang, so he kind of knew who Shelby was. If you don't know who they are, because I went in completely... Okay, Carol Shelby, I knew the name. If you haven't heard of Ken Miles, I urge you, do not look him up. <laughs> Go into this as cold as you can. You'll get a lot more out of it because the entire story of this is extraordinary. Mm. 
Um, essentially, it's a story of Ford Motor Company wanting to get a new image, wants to create a car to rival that of Ferrari. Mm. And they want to put it into this race called Le Mans, which is a grueling 24-hour yeah. road race. Very I famous. wonder how they can do these 24-hour races. They do it every year. Yeah. And they're aiming for the 1966, which is why in some territories, I think the UK and Europe, where it's a bit more well-known, the, f- the film's actually called Le Mans 66. Mm. Although I'd argue Ford versus Ferrari is a better title. Yeah, definitely. Then again, another alternative title is Shelby and Miles versus Ford versus Ferrari. Because <laughs> Ford do not... You'd think that yeah. this is like very pro-Ford. Ford yeah. do not come out of this film well. Yes, that's right. Well. I, I, th- I thought this is um, uh, a very interesting take on a friendship, actually. Between um, the, these two guys, it's like, um, bromance is not the right word, but it, it's they're born over their love of cars, although they're like rivals in some way or rather. And then, you know, yeah. but yet they're still all right. They're great friends. Well, personalities wise, uh, Matt Damon, not really stretching his mm. uh, his oeuvre here. He's very much just Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> but it kind of works because Carol Shelby in this is a more affable guy. He's the diplomat. He is the man that Ford goes to and says, can you build this car? Now, he is also the sugar to Ken Miles' spice. (laughs) Ken Miles is a British racer, but his attitude, eh, okay, maybe not attitude, his persona really grinds up against other people's gears. He's not like what Ford said, the kind of person we want as a poster boy. Yes. Yeah, he is a prickly character who is uh, all about the passion. But this is where I think Shelby and Miles mm. join because mm. they it's the shared passion to yep. create a new machine. Yeah. They they are looking to create a masterpiece. Yeah. Which is where you know the film get, kind of becomes more of a metaphor. I think you could say this could be a commentary on the film industry as well <laughs> because it's about a, a vision being interfered with by committee. Mm. Yes. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a goal, but other people want to get their fingers in. You can also apply that to any large company, I think. Yeah. I think Anyone so. who has, let's do this, and then someone else sees a potential and says, actually, I'd like my name on that as well. So it, it is that fight between Shelby and Miles versus Ford versus Ferrari, because <laughs> Ford are very petty about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Actually, they are very petty. I'll root for Ferrari instead of Ford. You know, is is the kind mm. of impression that you get? It is. Uh, about art versus industry. Mm. Ford is very much industry. Yep. Ferrari is all about art. Ferrari do seem like the artists that you want to root. And truly, their cars are way more beautiful. <laughs> wow. I mean, yes. th- this is a different type of racing. Not like the very technical box things <laughs> that go around now. These are sci-fi. <laughs> These are beautiful, sleek curves and everything. These are beautiful machines. And you get taken into the the thrill of racing them. The mm. direction of a, so the, yeah. the races is fantastic. Yeah, the, uh, James Mangle had did a very good job on the racetracks. You feel like you're actually in the car with them, yeah. and you it's like. And then I, I guess it also helps that you know you have Christian Bale in the driver's seat. Literally, it's like you know the, the kind of energy that he brings across in that small compact thing, and then through his face and his mannerisms, and you know it, it's just amazing. You really buy into the character. And I guess that's why they're great actors. Yeah. I mean, Bale does bring a lot of... Uh, 
it doesn't feel like too far from him because obviously you know th- this character is prickly all about the passion and likely to explode at anyone <laughs> at any moment and if you remember Terminator <laughs> Salvation Rant yeah it, Ken Miles and uh, Christian Bell do not seem a million miles apart that's it but it also feels like because you know we are so used to Christian Bell doing Christian Bell things mm. you know he, you put him in any roles he's just believable so it's 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 I feel that you know he, he can just basically do anything, and so it, it seems quite normal or just like another day at work for him. It's like you know he went, he lost so much weight for this one, and then yeah. he's put on hunch, and he's like the, the the body language. But you kind of expect Christian Bale to do something like this. Are you saying that he's so good at it, he won't go for awards now? I don't know. I it feels like it's just Matt Damon doing Matt Damon because they're so good at mm. it. You be you buy into their character so easily. So it's like. I don't. I'm. I'm hoping he gets a nomination, but to him, for him to win like an Oscar, is is Oscar. Well, he seems to be playing a character much more than Matt Damon. Yeah. At the same time, I think the similarity in personalities will mark him down, if you like. But in terms of authenticity, I mean, the fact that he's lost that much weight previously, yeah. just months before this, he was bloated. Mm. And without eyebrows uh, to play Dick Cheney in Vice. And that is, it's just amazing how he's lost weight because it's not, it's not just losing weight. It's, it's off the face as yeah, well. It's off the he's face. He's gaunt, he's wiry. Yeah. And, and he and looks like a racing driver. Yes. And yeah, so but that's something that you'll come to expect from Christian Bill in any roles. So it's, it's like, yes, he did a good job, but you, as, you will buy into. Any, I mean, mm. he, he he will do all, anything for a good role. So, yeah, you can't kind of expect it, but, you know, but, yeah, at the end of the day, he, 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 he's fantastic. I he mean, makes this whole entire, because you know, the film is quite talky, and, okay, I think not everybody will enjoy this film. Like, when I was there for the premiere, people were actually snoring behind me. Oh. <laughs> because it's quite Are a talky... Are you sure f- they weren't just pretending to be the cars? No. Okay. <laughs> no, because it's quite a talky show. You know, it talks a oh, lot, yeah, and and yeah. if you're not into like say the 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 racing industry, or you don't know anything about it, or you don't know anything about cars. I think because I think this film is quite niche. You you have to know like you know okay if you go in as a biopic, but then you might get bored after a while because it, it's 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 a lot about cars. They're talking about I'm, how cars I'm work. I'm surprised at that because I'm not particularly a petrol head. Mm. Cars leave me very cold. Okay, the designs of them maybe, but that's only going to carry you so far. Um, I think. Partly what drew me in here is also the authenticity of uh, Miles, mm. Ken Miles, because the way uh, Christian Bell is, I don't know if it's his or Jez, Be- but Jez Butterworth, who is a really good British screenwriter, but they've brought in a lot of authentic language as well mm. from a post-war Brit. So there are references in this that I'm sure nobody else got at all, <laughs> but as a Brit who knows <laughs> the fact they calls it fizzy pop, not soda, not coke, not anything. Fizzy pop is a key thing. Or when he says to his like, come on, let's get a cheese cob, which is basically a kind of cheese sandwich. And of course, you know, various uh, English or nor- Midlands, Northern English insults like pillock as well. You know, mm. no one else, you know all know what it is but it brings that level of authenticity that you'd never get usually in a Hollywood movie 
Mm-hmm. And although it's a lot of talk, but there's kind of like funny moments in it because I think it's just the it's between Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Something about them is Cecil's is like I'm not sure whether they intentionally made it funny, but it's it's lighthearted moments among like all the seriousness. The, one of the funniest moments is their fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they come to blows at some point and it, it's hilarious because it's so hilariously but realistically inept. <laughs> it's just grappling and rolling around and then they, they it makes the film real and then like this fight is like it's two fo- mid 40 men and after that it's just like less than five minutes and they're just panting panting <laughs> it, it's just funny <laughs> I think but it's, it's you're not just following them it's also all the characters around them especially for Ken Miles he has his his wife Molly mm. played by uh, Catriona Balf who I don't know have you watched Outlander Mm. Okay, she's no. from the. It's on Netflix now. If you <laughs> want to catch it, kind of Scottish time travel thing, uh, and his son Peter, played by Noah Jupe. Mm. Molly is long suffering. She knows <laughs> what her husband's like. His son is all adoring yep. about everything that he does, and you you want it to work for them as yeah. well. Matt Damon's the business partner. He's pretty good too. What's his name? Phil oh. Remington, played by Ray McKinnon. He's kind of like a. I don't know. In a, any other universe, he'd be played by Sam Elliott. Yeah, he's, he's got the kind of southern drawl, yeah. yes. the, the old hand who's yep. been at these things for a long time. You want them to succeed for mm. everyone yep. on this team. Yep. Everyone is trying to create this machine at the same time mm. because they are they are fighting against the Ford machine, who wants a. It's like Ford said, "Yes, we need to change," and at the same time, then they say, "Yeah, actually, but we don't do it that way." Yes. <laughs> the, 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 they, they shoot themselves in the foot so often through pettiness, through ego. Yep. Uh, the lead character of pettiness and ego in this is Josh Lucas, who <sighs> looks like Bradley Cooper's older brother. He has the same oiliness. <laughs> but Josh Lucas uh, is an exemplary vil- villain in yes, this piece. Yes, you just want to like punch uh, him in the face. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, you hope something horrible happens to this film. Yeah. And again, playing real people as well. So I don't know how these cuts this signed off. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Ford have got this on their website as well. I, I looked up, you know, to see what they're actually called, mm. the Ford Motor Company or the just Ford now. And they've got Ford versus Ferrari, the real story, as part oh. of their website. I don't know if they're just writing it along oh. on this uh, on this uh, publicity or have they signed off on it? Because they don't come out of it well at all. I can't believe how, I mean, they look like a company trying to, yeah, ruin themselves just because they don't get to have a say in <laughs> what the final result is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Josh Lucas is just <sighs> villain extreme. It's like the 60s corporate guys that you always, you know, it just want, I don't know how you say it. it oh, it, it's they just, still exist. Yeah, it's just, they just want the best out for everything, but they take credit for everything. Yeah. And... You know, if anything goes wrong, it's your fault. It's not my fault. I wash my hands totally off of this. <laughs> it's got heart. It's got passion. Definitely don't look up the history of it before you go and watch <laughs> it. Because, yeah, you, you need to go into it fresh. Yeah, it's very entertaining. I think the thing that's going to hold it back from Oscars is I've never known of a Oscar winner or an Oscar winning film to have a different title in different territories. Mm. It's, that's a very rare thing. And I, I think it's a bit of a misstep for... Uh, for them to have named it differently. It's not like Ford and Ferrari or unknown quantities in <laughs> Europe. 
I know Le Mans is not better known there, but I think Ford versus Ferrari is the better title of it. Yeah, I don't of know course. why they didn't stick with it. <laughs> uh, I'd also say that, I mean, there's just something about James Mangold's direction. Mm. It doesn't... It's a hugely satisfying film. At the same time, you just think it doesn't... I mean, to use a driving analogy, it doesn't quite hit that top gear, but it's a hugely satisfying film. Mm. And one that, yeah, two and a half hours zips by. Yes, must watch. Yes. Two must-watch films. Anyway, that's where we'll leave it. Thank you for joining me, Joanne. You're welcome. And thank you to you at home for listening. And do join us again next week when we'll be talking... Uh, Frozen. Frozen 2! <laughs> of which I can't get the damn song out of my head. I've been listening to it all the time. Which song? There's three songs, Into the right? Unknown! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just can't stop listening to it. And it's fantastic. Anyway, until then... Goodbye. <laughs> that was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.